you are listening to The Janine Garner Show. Janine is a leading expert on leadership and driving influence through networking and collaboration, passionate about bringing brilliant people together to achieve remarkable results. Join Janine Garner as she shares insights, interviews and conversations, and let's together make the remarkable happen. Welcome to the latest episode of Unleashing Brilliance. It's my absolute pleasure to have as our guest today the amazing Chris Helder. Now, Chris is a business communication genius and master storyteller, and his presentations have radically transformed how thousands of people across the world communicate with their clients, their customers, their colleagues, and their teams. He's been on the professional speaker circuit for over 18 years and has presented to thousands of audiences. He says he's presented over two and a half thousand times around the world to thousands of audiences about his thinking. Now, he's got another book that he's working on right now, which is coming out in April 2020, Simple Shift. And his three other books, his three best-selling other books, The Ultimate Book of Influence, Useful Belief, and Cut the Noise, uh, absolute essential reading for anybody that is wanting to unleash their own brilliance in terms of the work that they're doing. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you here, Chris. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Janine. Appreciate it. <laughs> now, before we get into your views on communication and influence, of which I know you have many, and uh, I know you've got a stack of experience and stories around this. Can you remember, you know, where it all started? Go way, way, way back. What did you want to be when um, you grew up? Can you remember? Uh, look, I think I wanted to be a uh, American uh, professional football player is what I wanted to be. I, uh, no, but I um, maybe an astronaut. I don't know. Maybe a firefighter. <laughs> I, one of those things, Janine. I'm not, I'm not sure. But uh, I, I did land in the area of, uh, of, of, of self-help, and I spent a number of years working uh, for another speaker um, uh, out of university and, and helping them sort of grow their business. And I, I learned all sorts of amazing things about, uh, about how, to, how this industry actually works. And um, I studied psychology and sociology all the way back at, uh, in America and um, graduated from Colorado State University. But then I, um, you know, really got into this this world of of corporate success and and how it is that uh, how it is that people do things well and what it is that people don't do well. And uh, unfortunately, that guy that I sold, that other speaker, well, he always promised me he was going to uh, promote me, but that never quite happened. And uh, so uh, I started my own business eighteen years ago, and I've never looked back. Do you, and was that uh, not following through on the promise, the watershed moment for you kicking off, do you think? Was that well, the key thing? Well, there were so many lessons in that, Janine. I think uh, the, the, there was, a, you know, it was an inter- interesting time when I think back about starting out. And, of course, you know, I was, I was young, all the fears that go with that. And, um, you know, uh, that, that idea of putting yourself out there and, and backing yourself. And, you know what, I, I just I had put together all these different models of, of success and I'd, I'd was his number one salesperson for years and years. And, and, you know, I think just putting it together to say, hey, what does success look like for people and how do successful people think? Um, putting that all together has been a, a wonderful journey. And obviously it's evolved a, a lot over the last two decades. And you've ended up here on our shores in Australia. What Correct. brought you here? 
Ah, the love of a good woman, Jane. What can we say? (laughs) That's that's the the wonderful bit of Australia, as Australian people. Now, you talk about corporate success and uh, things that people do well and things that people don't do well. Let's let's start with what you're seeing in terms of the not doing well right now. What what are you seeing in the significant amount of work that you're doing with the leaders that you're working with that is getting in the way of success? I mean, I th- you know, my, my journey has really been this journey of, um, you know, I started out working very closely in sales, business, you know, helping organizations grow their businesses, helping salespeople improve their ability to have performance. And I've really shifted that now over the last 18 years to where 90% of what I talk about now is actually that idea of what mindset do we need to go in with that's actually going to get us greater success in challenging times. What I'm finding people... Uh, Look, number one distraction. I think we're living in a world of distraction. We're living in a world of noise right now, Janine, where you know people are distracted with everything from social media to trying to trying to grow a business down down and you know become some form of influencer to um, you know just day to day distraction of the the millions of things that go on in our head and we're inundated with images of how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to eat, how we're supposed to feel, how we're supposed to be. We're not allowed to age. And like you look at all these different things, we live in this world where focus, I think, is a, is a is a paramount skill. So to me, number one is is distraction. I think number two is that because there's so much noise about trying to be this phenomenal, perfect thing that translates into you know how people perceive us, uh, it's gotten very dangerous. And I think I think number two, you know, you, you know, realistically, when we we look at it, I think, I think we're being told to transform ourselves. And, you know, I know a lot of motivational speakers tell you to transform yourself. You got to transform and transformation. The reality, Janine, is most people don't want transformation and most people don't need transformation. And that's why this year I came out with a book called The Simple Shift, which is due out in April. And it's very much about what are, you know, what's the simple shift in, in the useful belief and useful thinking um, for us that that's going to make a difference. And I just find that we take one step and then we take two steps and then we take three steps and making that simple shift changes the trajectory of everything for us. And uh, I think it's much easier than people make it out to be. I love that, Chris. I can agree more that uh, we're living in a world of distraction, which is actually exhausting many of us in our effort to try and uh, think that we've got to keep up. And that concept that you've just talked to around um, almost an unconscious feeling that we've got to transform is feeding that exhaustion. So people that are are probably listening right now are going, yes, that's me. Um, what, What sort of tips would you give them in terms of this simple shift? You talked about one, two, three steps, but there is any, is there anything specifically um, that you can share in terms of giving people a few ideas of how they can get out of the noise and get back into being in control? Well, I, I came up with the idea of useful belief a few years back, and and um, and now I'm really even shifting that into useful thinking. But what what the premise of it is, and I was very honored, Janine, this year I got asked to do a TED talk on uh, on this idea of useful belief, and um, you don't often get an get asked to do a TED talk about an idea. You know, usually it's something to do with science or technology or you know education. And this is this was just an idea, and they asked me to talk about it, and. And my premise was this. Ready, everybody? Here we go. Positive thinking doesn't work. There we go. What? I said it. Um, it's never worked. In the study show, it doesn't work. It's, um, when, when you look at it, Janine, it's, um, you know, if you lay in bed in the morning and say, come on, Chris, just be positive. Just be positive. You can do it. That, you know, 
by 10 o'clock when something bad happens, you can no longer sustain that level of positivity and you actually feel worse about yourself than when you started. So I talk, talk about positive. Uh, you know, I would say, and there's people listening to this whose lives, for whatever reason, are at ground zero. And to get from zero to two, it's not positive thinking. It's, it's useful. That word right there, useful. Useful thinking, useful belief, useful actions. To go from zero to two, I'd ask the question, what's the most useful thing for you to do? To get from two to five, what's the most useful action for you to take? For to get from five to eight, what's the useful belief for you to have? And, and the big thing, I think, in terms of a very simple shift is this. We're completely in charge of our perception about what we see. And a lot of people decide to see tough times. These are tough times, Chris, tough, tough times. And of course, your brain will go find whatever you ask it to go find. So if you go find tough times, don't worry. Um, I always say to people, I want to support them too, Janine. So, you know, I tell them to watch a lot of news. I think that will help the news, the media. <laughs> tell them to watch uh, Current Affair and record that, you know, today, tonight, these sort of, uh, you know, exaggerated uh news programs i tell them to watch a lot of reality television you know you know it's uh, in fact apparently it's not a good idea to get married at first sight apparently not but look uh, with all this Jane, to me it's it, it you know we can go out there and find tough times if we want to but clearly the simple shift is this the most successful people in the world they 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 see opportunities in every market and you know when you believe you know here's a useful belief this is the best time in the history of the world to be alive um, is it true? Uh, I don't know. I got no idea, but I know it's all we got. And it, when you believe it's the best time in the history of the world to be alive, you walk outside and what do you see? You see a beautiful tree and flowers and puppies and babies and beautiful things. And, and, and you know what? It, it, you believe in tough times, you find the bad. And it, we're in charge of what we want to see. Um, and, I, and I just think it's a really important distinction to know that, hey, here's your reality it is, we're heading, you know, we're heading into the next year, which is 2020. And, you know, listen, 2020, it's the best time in the history of the world to be alive. Is that true? I don't know. Truth doesn't really matter either. You know, we, we're in charge of it. And, but I know this, um, the survival rate, I don't want to bring your listeners down, but they should know this. The survival rate on the planet is exactly 0%. None of us are getting out of here alive, Janine. None of us. None. In 100 years, we're nothing more than a paragraph on Ancestry.com. Oh, so I think it's yeah, important those- to know that if we can't change the time, this is the time, 2020 is your time, then this is the best time in the history of the world to be alive. And our brain will go find opportunities and our brain will go find beautiful things. Best time to be a parent. You know, um, I just had a birthday, which might have had a zero after it. Might have, might have. <laughs> I won't but let me say this, even if it had a zero, it's the best time in the history of the world, right? To be 50 years old. Life begins at 50. And life begins at 77. That's a useful belief if you're 77. Um, life begins at 40. If you're 40, life begins at 22. If you're 22. And I think, um, you know, again, you're in charge of that. You're in charge of that messaging. Um, and that is the longest way in the world to answer the question you asked, which is to control all that imaging that comes in our head and to really say what's useful and what is not, um, who's useful and who is not. I love that on so many levels. Um, First of all, just so you know, I am actually currently completing, creating to complete actually my 50 things to do before 50 and having so much fun. People think I'm bonkers because I've got stuff on there like learn how to skateboard, uh, do a glee class. Like it's all just experience things and um, it's just a number. 
that it's a nice big number to do stuff with. So I love Listen, that. I, I, love I, I love what you just said. I mean, like, I, I think that's it. This is, you know, I think it is a combination of, of just in life right now to find those childlike joys that we really, you know, want to go do. Go skateboard. Go, you know, go surfing. Jump out of an airplane. Go go to glee class. Um, you know, take an art class. Learn how to do creative writing. Learn about renovating a house. I, I mean, I, I think... This is our life. This is it. And we are so inundated with this world of image, everybody looking down. Uh, I mean, like, I'll, I'm, I'm actually at the end of my rope on all this, Janine. Here's, and, and this is the, here's, here's what's not useful, right? So useful versus not useful. Here's not useful. Here's, um, here's the Today Show with yet another person who's telling me, uh, well, you know what this guy said? I heard him. He said, we're not advocating stretching anymore. Stretching, right? I, that's was my thing. I, I stretch. I like stretch. Yeah, you know, but no, apparently not. No, not. I mean, every day they change it, right? Remember, we used to eat carbs for energy. No, yes, not now. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Carbohydrates are evil, right? Then we all ate meat. Do you remember the meat? We ate meat just like caveman died. It's like, hang on, why are we doing that? Like cavemen died at thirty-two. Why are we doing this? And then like everyone had a juicer. Remember, Australia bought juicers. Like two million juicers sold. Like everybody in Australia had a juicer. And uh, juice diets, juice, and then then we, I don't know, then I was always told, have a good breakfast, we'll have a good day. No, apparently not, not now. Now you're supposed to uh, stop eating at 6 p.m. Don't eat again for an 18-hour starvation period till 12 noon the next day. I don't know, eat for five days, they say, starve for two. I, like, every day it's different. I don't know. They had me on something called ketosis. I was putting butter in my coffee. I don't know, Janine, but I'll tell you this, we are living in a world of noise. And right now, we're living in a world of noise. And it Annoying is our job to break out. What's fun? What's childlike? I love it. Glee class. Boom. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, just going to do it. But equally, it's not just a world of noise. Why is it that we feel we have to conform and follow? Well, that's a great because, question. Yeah, because all of this stuff that we just go, oh, yes, I'll buy that juicer. Or, oh, yes, I'll do the 5-2 diet. Or, oh, yes, I'll now join an F45 class. Why do you think we need to, there is this need to conform? Where does that come from? Well, and I think, you know, I think we're, we're, we're living in this world. Obviously, social media is driving so much of our, you know, we've always had conformity as a, as a huge part of our makeup. At the same time, I think this is happening on steroids at this point. And, you know, one of the things that I, you know, talk about with useful belief and useful thinking, and I think this is a really huge shift, you know, a simple shift, but a huge shift for people is really this identity of, of focusing on, this this idea of focusing on their identity and really having a look at what are the words we say to ourselves about ourselves what you know because you know if if we're needing to conform you know and we're feeling overwhelmed and we're feeling weak and we're looking for inspiration and we're feeling like um life is unfulfilling and we're feeling all these words that we run through you know that we're on a search for happiness when clearly we know happiness comes from within and, and starting to think about who am I? And, and, you know, you've done that with your 50 list of 50. Who am I? I'm a, I'm, I'm a person who is going to go after fun, crazy stuff by the time they're 50. That's me. And if everybody doesn't like it, that's okay. And, you know, I'm, um, I think there's a big difference right now with people. And I think this is, and I talk about this in the simple shift, but the idea that so many of us do live our lives from a place of ego or trying to prove ourselves or, you know, trying to, you know, show our, our fake world to people. Right. And, and, and that's so much pressure. And 
I mean, the, the messaging around how we have to fix our bodies and we're not allowed to age and you've got to tighten that, loosen that, and you got to shoot up that, and you got to get rid of that bit. And, you know, look, the, 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 the pressure, and I mean, all you have to do is look at any of the numbers around, uh, uh, you know, around anti-aging. It, it, it's, it's, it's frightening. And, and I think, um, you know, for all of us to think about, and maybe here's a, here's a, here's a simple one, simple. Are we driving our life from a place of ego where we need to show some person, some fake image of us, or are we driving from the heart? And and when we drive our life from the heart, you know, we find a greater level of identity, a greater level of useful beliefs, uh, a greater level of joy. And I'll tell you, I'll give you one, Janine. I think for me, how do we know we're driving from the heart? And it's a simple one, but the heart doesn't judge. And, you know, the heart doesn't judge. If you find yourself looking at other people going, no, look at her. I can't believe her. Look at that. Look at that. Look at, look at him. I can't believe him. Right. If we're in space like that, you know, we're hurting and we're hurting people. Right. What do they say? Hurt people, hurt people. Right. I mean, that's, you know, and, and if we're judging, like, again, drive your life from a place of authenticity, authenticity, be real, drive your life from a place of heart. Drive your life, you know, the heart doesn't judge. Drive your life from, from a place of, you know, of who you really want to be in this space and decide who's useful and who's not. Because here's one thing I'll say. There are toxic people out there, and a definition of a toxic person is a person that makes you feel worse about yourself after you spend time with them than before you did. And I reckon 2020 is the year to get rid of toxic people. Uh, from your I life. couldn't agree more. I am a massive advocate for who you surround yourself with. How I often get asked, how do you get rid of them? What's your advice? What do you say to people to get you know rid what? of them? Uh, I think it goes back to this thing. You go. I, I, I think it's you can phase it out. That's fine. Yeah. But I think in your, you know in, you know you can stop calling them, or you can obviously you know phase that out, or you know it, that might be appropriate in certain situations. Other times, it might be a situation you go. You know what, man. You know, you've just said that again to me, and I'm just, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal about this because I'm sort of finished with this. But man, you got to look at yourself. Remember, hurt people hurt people, right? If you hurt, you hurt people. That's what that's what we do. Um, and um, you know, man, you need to just look at that. That's not right, and it's not good for me right now. So, uh, Matt, when you get yourself fixed up, give me a call. But in the meantime, I'm uh, I'm checking out of this thing. And, and and again, I think we, you know, one of the things I talk about. <laughs> I always talk about feeling guilty about everything in the world. You know that most of us feel guilty because we're not perfect parents or perfect employees or perfect managers. We're, you know, we're, we're, you know, we get busy with work and home and then we go to the, we, you know, we don't get to the gym for a week and then we gain two kilos and then we feel like we're not perfect. And then we beat the crap out of ourselves about that. And, you know, I was talking about this one, 10 seconds of guilt, move on, Janine. You know what? Sometimes you have to say, you know, you feel bad about it. You're like, oh, God, should I have said that to that person? But you know what? Here's the thing. In our life, this is your shot. This is it. This is it. Right? Life begins at insert age. You look good today. And and you know what? No one's going to care in 100 years' time. This is your space. And to live your life from the heart, you know, with a value system you're proud of, uh, to be the person that you want to be. And you don't need approval from every single person. And a problem for that, and especially you and I are out there on stage, man. If I spent my life trying to get approval from every single person, well, you, you know as well as I do, it's a no-win game. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and that's hard for me because my nature is I want everybody to like me. I, my nature is I want 
uh, everybody to 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 be happy in my presence. So yeah, it's you know it, that that's not how it works. So really, this idea of ten seconds of guilt. Go, hang on. All right, hang on. I feel bad about it. Was there anything else I could do about it? Um, uh, no. Okay, done. Ten seconds. Feel bad. Feel bad. Feel bad. And out. Exit the feeling. Move ten on. seconds of guilt. <laughs> move on. That's it. And 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 that's not to diss anyone else, but it's about in this world of noise where we literally are doing the best we can to try to be as productive and successful and joyful as we possibly can. There's only so much room. There's only so much room. And, and you've got to decide what your big rocks are, what's important to you. And, um, you know, it, and if that upsets a couple of people along the way, I think, I think that's fine. Hey, Chris, I'm interested. How does your, your thinking work within organizations at that very senior level um, in terms of, because I'm imagining again that there's a lot of people that you and I speak to, work with, that uh, adopt uh, this philosophy of useful belief, of taking back control, of driving business life from the heart. But often we're still working in environments where the leaders aren't necessarily living and breathing in that way. What, what have you seen great leaders do? Let's talk about the well, good ones. I think there's, I think there's probably, I think there's probably two things, you know, I mean, the word, the word leader gets thrown around in a lot of different space today. And I think um, I've got, I've actually got a whole list of corporate words, by the way, that don't mean anything <laughs> anymore. And I'm mm. actually, and, and I, I, I'm not being facetious here. I'm saying there are certain people who are CEOs of organizations whose their job is really to take a look at how the business is going to grow and how it's going to be profitable. Yeah. And and they may not care much at all, quite honestly, about people skills. Yep. <laughs> and that, that may be totally okay because that actually might be what that organization has and does and needs. At the same time, I think then from there, they've got to make sure that they've got people who are going to inspire people beneath them and below them but um you know i'm not i'm not coming from a place that doesn't recognize that certain ceos you know uh move parts around their businesses to be more successful and they're called great leaders um and that's not necessarily a people leader does, does that make sense absolutely yeah, yeah cool then then all i think we've got people leaders and their job is to inspire people right and that's that's a very different skill set and i think um, I think with that question that, you know, we've got a generation moving through right now who is, you know, I mean, useful belief. I think this is the most exciting, um, you know, idea filled, uh, you know, I mean, literally worldly in terms of the information they consume generation of all time. And, you know, uh, leading these people, it is, it is about making sure they've got a, a level of, uh, They've got a level of power in their life. They've got a level of flexibility in their life. They've, they've got input. They've got an ability to have more of a global reach in terms of what they're doing, that the organization is a part of something bigger, something grander, something better, and getting people to dial in on all that. I think it's energy and, and, um, and freedom. I think, you know, again, going in and, and, and figuring out a way to maximize income production. I mean, let me go back to my word, useful. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the mm -hmm. thing is you have to ask yourself, what's the most useful way to manage that team? And every team's yeah. different. But yeah. what's the income producing activities that have to be done? What's the stuff that needs to be delegated? On an individual level, let's take it to the third level. So we have the CEOs, we have the people, leaders, you know, more inspiring on the coal face. But as individuals, I think, you know, us leading ourselves in this in this time, it is asking ourselves, well, all right, hang on. I've got ten hours in this day between eight o'clock and six o'clock. 
whatever, what's going to be my most useful activities to run in this time? What are my most useful income producing, result producing, KPI producing activities and what's not? Um, at, at the next level up, what needs to be done? And what needs to be delegated? What are the things that I should not be touching? Um, again, what's useful activity to maximize effectiveness? Um, and I think we can all think about those things. Uh, and also, what's the stuff that gets distracting? You know, and um, you know, you know, you have to walk into. You only have to walk into a lot of workplaces. You know, and uh, there, there people are. You know, and, and they're checking out their. You know, there's the. You know, they're not doing what's income producing. They're not doing what's result producing, and uh, they're not being led, and they're not being inspired. Um, and uh, you know, it's like meetings. I always say the only reason really to have a meeting is one of two things: it's either inspiration or information. Mm-hmm. You know, we're either trying to get everybody together, we got some information we got to give them um, that they got to go out there. Either way, they should be flying out of the meeting room, right? I mean, how do we get people to be more inspired after the meeting than when they walked in? You know, um, those things. Yeah, Those love things. it. Useful. What's love not it. useful? Love get it. Get rid of the stuff that's not useful. <laughs> enough. Enough with doing things the way we, you know, we're just told a million things about how we're supposed to be. We got to decide what's what's right for us. And 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 you know, on that, Janine, we live in this world today, which you know, what one of the things that's so wonderful to see about the modern world, and this is the best time in the history of the world to be alive. I believe it in my soul, and it shows you opportunities, and you know. You can be successful every which way, right? And, and I mean this, there are so many different ways people are successful today and um, every different kind of person, um, every different kind of size of person, every different kind of, uh, uh, you, know, you know, it's just the diversity today, the excitement today, the, 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 the way we can all go out there. Some people are, are going to be more analytical in their success program, uh, pattern. Other people are going to be more, you know, visual and, and, and big ideas. It's an exciting time. Every single person, you know, can find their own individual path to success that, that, that truly, I think, supports them being authentic, driving from the heart. And um, again, if we find ourselves judging, you're not driving from the heart. You're driving from ego or wounded child. And, and I think getting to a place of, um, you know, authenticity, be real, you know, yeah. let's get out there and, and make a difference. Chris, it has been an absolute joy to chat to you. I think everything that you stand for, that you write about, that you speak about, that you're passionate about sums up for me what uh, this concept around unleashing your inner brilliance is, which ultimately, um, from from what you've said, is all wrapped up in this concept of what is your useful belief, that positive thinking doesn't work, but what is the useful thinking, the belief and the actions uh, and what it is that you're doing that matters, love. Um, your whole conversation around um, distraction actually is an excuse. We are in charge, and yet it's tough because of everything that's going on, but you are in charge of everything you do at this moment in time, so it's all down to choice, including the people that you surround yourself with. And your that that final commentary around the fact that successful people see opportunities everywhere and they're actually driving their life from the heart um, versus other places if we could, if we're doing things from the heart with the right intention uh, then surely the ripple effect of that is going to turn into the wave of change and impact that we we all want um, Chris any parting words quickly talk to me when's your next book out simple shift 
the simple shift, uh, how useful think, thinking changes uh, how you see everything, um, is out in April, uh, which will be great. Uh, I know Wiley Publishing over here in Australia is re-releasing Useful Belief at the same time, so they'll, they should be back-to-back, which is exciting, and um, um, they certainly go together as a, uh, a tandem. Um, look, I think it's great. I, I, you know, I think there's a lot of adversity out there and, you know, bad things happen. And I think the one message I want to make sure that I would, I would cover is that, that every, every single person experiences pain and we have bad things that happen in our life and, and that's called life. And, 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 you know, again, how we start to think about, you know, grief is a part of every process of healing and at the same time, you know, sometimes we hang on to things that are no longer useful. And, you know, we start thinking about the two time zones we control, which is now and into the future. And, and um, you know, again, some things from the past, it's okay. Every single thing, every single thing that happened in people's life, it's, it's your story. It's what happened. And it happened for a reason. And it led you here today to listen to this podcast. And, uh, you know, uh, I think draw a line in the sand and, um, you know, this is the first day of the rest of your life. It's the best time in the history of the world to be alive and, um, and uh, you know, best time in the history of the world to go out there. Awesome, Chris. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute joy. And uh, I think we're just going to have to chat again when that book comes out. Take care, Chris. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to The Janine Garner Show. Follow her blog, purchase her books, or find out more. Visit her website, janinegarner.com.au. Brilliant people, extraordinary results.